Amen. Let's open to the scriptures. Exodus 4, verse 1 to 5. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord had not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is that in thy hand? And he said, A rod. Three. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. Four. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thy hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand, and cut it, and it became a rod in his hand. Five the last that they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob had appeared unto thee. Turn to your neighbor and ask, what is that in your hand? Did he or she give a response? What is that in your hand? The rod as the scripture calls it, was essential in making a living in the life of a shepherd. And as imperfect as it is, the crooked end was used by the shepherd to bring back sheep back into their heads. Actually, they that actually went astray. It was a tool of necessity. Also, it was a handy extension of their arm to grab things beyond their reach. It was a handy extension of their arm to grab things where they couldn't reach, where they couldn't actually be there. That was what the rod was used for. And it was a necessity in the life of a shepherd. No shepherd dare leave home without a rod. And besides all this, the rod was just a tool. I know we all passed through secondary school and most of us were average students. Am I right? Yes, we are. 
And as we were taught in agriculture, we have two types of tool. One, the simple farm tool and the complex farm tool. The simple farm tool was simply called a tool. And the complex farm tool was called a machine. Now, what is that in your hand? Moses replied, God, a rod. A stick, should I call it? Something so insignificant. And it wasn't perfect. It was a tool because in the vineyard of God, we don't need machines to work the harvest. Because even angels use sickle or they are to use sickle for the harvest of soul. As insignificant as it is, it does a mighty work for the most high. What is that in your hand? What thing do you have and you think it is insignificant? What is that thing and then it is an essential part of your being? It's small. It's not recognized by many. Many belittle it. What could Moses use a rod to do? What do you think you can't use that thing to do? If God were to actually give Moses a machine as a tool, Moses wouldn't know the, the, the value of his efforts using that machine. If it were a machine, Moses wouldn't be rewarded. Because the machine obviously is what is doing the entire work. So ask yourself, what is that thing God has placed in my hands? What is that thing God has actually given to you? The world may not recognize it. It may be insignificant. But in the eyes of God... Is more than just a tool. A tool is an instrument used in making and repairing things. If it wasn't necessary, it wouldn't have been given to you. If it wasn't necessary, if it, it wouldn't have been given to you. The field is wide, but the laborers are few. If the laborers were given machines, God wouldn't have sent the angels to actually look for more laborers. If he actually gave them a machine, there would be no need for you and I in the vineyard of God. So if you think it is insignificant, don't look for that which is big. He has given unto you and he has given unto me. It's small, it's insignificant, but yes, it is of necessity. He can't obviously be everywhere, but what he has actually given to you is an extension. You can't do the preaching, you can't do the singing, you can't do the praying, but what he has given to you is more than that. I would like us to know that no man came into this world empty-handed. No man came into this world empty-handed. If you think you are just here by chance or by 
Let me call it accident. It's wrong. No man didn't just drop. We are all here for a purpose. God has actually given you that thing. I don't know what it is. You know what it is. God has actually embedded so much to you. Let's open to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7. verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou did not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Why do you make it look as if he hasn't given you? Why do you make it seem as if you are not worthy of that gift? Let's turn to our scriptures again. Luke 19 verse 13. And he called his ten servants and delivered unto them ten pounds and said them occupy till I come occupy till I come has it been in your possession or is it still in your possession have you done away with it do you still have it with you it's a question do you still have it with you or have you traded it out for money for wealth, for fame. Name it. God recognizes every tool. So you don't think what I actually have is, in, is, is not significant. Don't think what God has actually given me is not needed. Never. He recognizes it because he is the source and he is the giver. He is the source and he is the giver. And I also like us to know that every tool that God has given to us is for a proof. A sign of authenticity. He has given it to you that you may show the world. That you may prove, yes, there is a king. There is a kingdom. That you may prove to the world, yes, there is a king. There is a savior. There is where you can actually belong. He said unto Moses in verse 5 in Exodus chapter 4, that they may believe that the Lord God has sent you, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of their fathers. If what you actually have doesn't tell people that there is a God, then I don't think it's actually from the right source. If what you have doesn't tell the world that the gospel is authentic, then I don't think that you actually got it from the right source. Because if it is from the right source, 
it must prove itself. If it is from the right source, it must seal all that follows it. Glory be to God. Let's open to the book of James 1 verse 17. James 1 verse 17 and he says, for every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father of light. He gave it to you, not that you should put it under a bushel. He gave it to you that you should manifest it. He gave it to you that you would shine the light. He gave it to you that you would bring others back into the fold. The rod was a handy extension. When Moses couldn't actually reach, the rod did that for him. What he has actually given you is to bring back many back to the fold. What he has given to you is to repair, to mend that which was broken. What he has actually given to you is to mend and repair that soul that has been broken. It wasn't for your own self-glory. It wasn't so that you would shine. It wasn't so that you would be recognized. The tool will always go before the honor. Let your light so shine before all men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. It must always come before you. If you actually go before it, that's a problem. If you actually put yourself before it, it's a case. It must always go before you. If it actually has to be authentic, if it actually has to be a proof, you must actually put it before you. If self actually has to be involved in it, there is no proof anymore. May that never be our portion in the name of Jesus. In a general platter of life, God has given unto us everything in common. Or there are some that are actually in common. He has given unto us the light and the word, which could be seen in Christ. He has given us the light and the word which could be seen in Christ. So that means if you don't have Christ, you don't actually have that tool. If you don't have Christ, you obviously haven't gotten that rod. It doesn't actually have to be perfect. Because even the crooked end is also necessary. Even the crooked end is actually necessary. Don't think I am not perfect or it doesn't seem perfect for me. That person has the best. That person's own is actually the best. That person's own is perfect. Yes, he has what it takes or she has what it takes. No. The crooked path 
is very, very necessary. If a road were to be perfect and straight or probably smooth, I don't think the crooked end would actually be used to grab things. If it actually has to be perfect, then it should be actually be kept as a trophy or as an award. Because it had it has and it must be made use of. God has given unto us testimonies. The servant of God, when he was handling Bible stories on Tuesday, said that there is a spirit communicated in testimony. Most of us testify, but we don't actually know that that is a tool that we are actually using in God's vineyard. Our testimony is a tool. He has done it for you. Yes. Let the whole world know. If he has saved you, if he has rescued you, let the whole world know. If you keep it to yourself, you, are, you, you obviously haven't made use of it. If you keep it to yourself, you are not doing the work. The lepers actually did that. They couldn't keep the good news to themselves. They had to go and tell others. They used that tool of testimony accurately. So to everything or for everything that God has actually done for you in your life, Make good use of it. Spread the tidings. Let the whole world know. Let everyone know. Let every man see. Let every man also be a partaker. Let every man be a witness. That they may believe, yes, there is a God that saves. There is a God that delivers. There is a kingdom where there is peace. There is a kingdom where there is joy. There is a kingdom where there is righteousness. There is a kingdom where there is no sorrow. If you don't actually share these things, how would the lost world actually know? If you don't put these gifts, or if you don't put this tool into effectiveness, how would the lost world know? How would they know? How would they actually come into the fold? How would they return back to the fold of Christ? God has given unto each and every one of us the privilege of prayer. It's not just the means of communication. It's not just an avenue of asking. It's not just an avenue of pouring out your heart. It is a tool. Jesus Christ, before he... Before he began his ministry, made good use of that tool effectively. The scripture says that he prayed and he fasted. Your prayer is a tool. You don't know where you are actually extending that tool. You don't know that soul you are actually extending it to. But you only have to make sure that it is used effectively. God has given us, given unto us on a personal platter abilities. Yes, he has given unto us abilities. We call it talent. We call it gifts. Scripture says to another he gave five. To another he gave two. 
to another, he gave one. It's not about the quantity, but it's how effective you actually make good use of it. It's not about how many it is. For Moses, it was just one. And that one was what he used to perform signs and wonders. That one was actually what he used to bring back God's lordship. That was what he actually used and then he gave hope to the Israelites. That was what he actually used and then he proclaimed the gospel of salvation to the Israelites. What is that that he has given to you? I do not know what it is he has actually given to you, but I know that to each and every one of us here, he has actually placed that thing on us. He has given it to us in the hand. He didn't place it inside our pockets. So we won't actually have to keep it for our own benefit. He didn't give it to us on our neck so we can use it to beautify ourselves. He didn't give it to us to wear as a garment so that we wouldn't actually glow or glory in it. He gave it to us in the hand. Effectiveness. It has to be used. If Moses had a rod that was actually sticked or stuck to his foot, I don't think God would have actually seen it. If he hid it inside his garment, I don't think God would have actually seen it. He used it in his hand. It was placed in his hand right before him. As he moved, the tool alongside actually moved with him. Everywhere he actually went, he went with it. You don't keep it at home. You don't give it recess. Because it is a necessity. It's what you use in making a living. Without it, Moses wouldn't be able to secure the ship. Or the ship, sorry, rather. Without the rod, Moses wouldn't be able to secure the ship. If it's actually there, just for the sake of being there, no, it doesn't actually have to be there. Let it be in your hand. Let it be put into effectiveness. Let's open to Ephesians 4 verse 11 and 12. To some he gave apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry, for the for the edifying of the body of Christ. Some may actually have a double. Some may actually have all five. Some may actually have just one. But it doesn't actually matter. What actually matters is that it is put into use to edify the body of Christ. That's what it matters. It wasn't actually given to you that you would own it as a possession. It was never yours in the first place. There is a giver and there is a source. 
we may actually be asking how can we actually activate these tools or how can we actually put in use what God has given to us. First and foremost, we have to go to the source and to the giver, which is God. He is the father of light and he is the giver of every good thing. So if you think you actually haven't received yours or if you think you haven't actually discovered yours, go back to the source, go back to the manufacturer, go back to the giver. Secondly, you have to surrender yourself and surrender the two to him. You have to surrender yourself and the two to him. If Moses never placed the rod down on the ground as God actually told him to, he wouldn't have known that his rod would actually become a serpent. If he didn't actually surrender himself, because he actually encountered God in the burning bush before God actually asked him to surrender that tool. Surrender both yourself and the tool to him. Thirdly, get the manual from the manufacturer. If you don't know how to use it, meet the manufacturer for the manual. He gave Moses directions on how to actually make use of it. Cast it on the ground and it shall become a serpent. Moses obeyed. And several instances we actually see God using that same tool to glorify himself. It was this same rod that Moses used to split the Red Sea. This same rod Moses used to give the children of Israelites water. This same rod he actually used. And then he gave victory to the children of Israelites when they fought against the Amalekites. It was this same rod. The tool doesn't, have, doesn't actually have to be used just for the main time. God doesn't repent of every good gift he has given to man. But you should actually be careful of what spirit actually controls or what, or what spirit, what force is in charge of that tool. And this can only be effective likewise if we are trustworthy in God. Yes. If we actually trust God, it can actually be effective. I don't know how easy it for, for it to be for Moses. Cast the rod on the ground. For many of us, we would actually question God. For what reason? Why? But he did that and he turned to a snake. And even after it actually turned into a snake, he said, hold it by the tail. I know it is not possible for a snake to be caught by the tail. But Moses actually obeyed God and he held it by the tail and it became a rod. So if we actually have that trust and faith in him, he makes that to come alive supernaturally for him. It wasn't to your own glory. David had a sling and a stone. The boy in Matthew had five loaves of bread and two fishes. What is it you actually have? What is it has he given to you? What is that thing he has given to you in the hand? What is that thing he has given to you to make use of it effectively? Or maybe I should ask, where have you dropped it? Where have you kept it? 
Is it still with you? Is it still in your hand? Or probably you've converted it to a garment. Probably you've converted it to a jewelry. You are now using it to decorate yourself. May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Please let's rise on our feet. All to Jesus